0: Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first 3 months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first 3 months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number 59 of the Giant Take Podcast. We're past 50 and we're still going. We're doing it. Uh, It's Thursday. I am Josh and I'm always joined by my co-host Alex. Alex, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Um, You know, many people expected us to stop after 50. They thought we were done, right Josh? But no, no, no. We're back at it again, previewing another Giants game. Maybe, hopefully, not a Giants loss, but... I can't expect anything uh more from them right now, but I'm excited to get into today's episode. Yeah, Not you,
0: really. Hey, <laughs> you say that every week with the uh with the Giants at the loss. I think you said in last episode as well. And um yeah. one thing that I like to point out is Tuesday night football at at seven PM. What a perfect day and what a perfect time for a football game. I would take that every week if I could. It might not be as fun as watching Red Zone when, when we have less games to watch on Red Zone, not as much action, um, but yeah, e- either the Monday at 5 and Monday at 8 p.m. or the Tuesday at 7, like each game, like one on Monday and then and one on Tuesday, it's just so fun to watch football. The only thing is, though, I thought we still had Thursday Night Football, so I was like Wow, we're only gonna have two days in between football. Like we're gonna—I'm only gonna have one day of a break on Wednesday, and then we're gonna get right back to football on Thursday, and then obviously going on Sunday. But then I remember that that uh, it was actually gonna be Bills Chiefs on Thursday night football, so they moved that to Monday. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm ready to get things going. We we are gonna have football this weekend at least, so that's a good thing. We do have some NFL news in this episode though, and we'll get to that first. Uh, The the first thing that we actually do want to mention is. The same team, or not the same team, the team that we play, that we share MetLife Stadium with, Le'Veon Bell has been released from that team. The New York Jets le- released Le'Veon Bell earlier today. We're recording this Wednesday. This podcast will come out Thursday. We, we say that every every Thursday episode, but whatever. So he has been released. Yeah, I, I just, he, he didn't, he wasn't that productive on the Jets. I don't know where he's going to go. I was seeing some some tweets. I don't know if they were like rumors or whatever. Uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots getting him. Alex really has something to say right now, so I'm going to go to him.
1: Adam Gase must be on drugs or something. Like, what is going on with that man? What is he doing to this Jets organization? Like, I have no idea what he has done. It's it's embarrassing. The Jets have no one. I can't name a single person on their team except for Jamison Crowder at this point Um, that's actually playing. Oh, Joe Flacco. Okay, you know what? That's not the best point. But just in general, their level of awfulness tops the Giants, and that's impressive. And it's just not looking good for the Jets. In terms of where Le- Le'Veon Bell would go, um, I can see... hmm, I'm trying to think here. I think the Chargers might be a good destination with Austin Eckler out a few weeks. Um And obviously, Austin Eckler more of a receiving back. He could play in that role like he did when Melvin Gordon was there. So I like him there. Washington football team could be a good fit. Obviously, uh, they have some decent running backs there too, but I think they don't have a solid number one um, anywhere else I'm thinking. I can't really think of another destination, to be honest. Maybe the Texans, that's one place I could see. That's the last one I'm going to give out there. I actually like that fit a lot, especially with Bill O'Brien gone. Uh, Maybe they make a smart decision for once.
0: All right, so... Wait, actually, sorry. David Johnson, you don't think he's the key, Alex? Why would they bring yeah. you No, know, That's crazy, though, because why would you bring in Le'Veon Bell? That That's going to make your organization even worse, though. You're trading DeAndre Hopkins for Johnson, and then you're going to bring in Le'Veon Bell? I don't like that, actually. I don't know why that's your best one. I don't like that.
1: Because why... Just because, but that was Bill O'Brien's stupid move, though. It's yeah, not, but like, that's gonna they, be even
0: worse for tech. Like that's gonna make the Texans like even worse that you're trying to bring in a replacement running back for the running back that you traded for, debatable, but probably the best wide receiver in the NFL.
1: But I think would Texans fan, Texas uh, Texans fans, sorry, <laughs> rather have a good running back in Le'Veon Bell or have less embarrassment about bill o'brien's terrible trade i think they'd rather have a good running back
0: no i mean i understand but there is another embarrassing situation happening in the nfl and that's michael thomas who did not play in the saints game and that wasn't because of his injury that was because he got in a fight with a player punched a player uh it's a whole thing and today we found out that he uh reported that he was fined $59,000 for the practice altercation. I'm having trouble speaking in today's episode. I apologize for that. But um, yeah, not looking good for Michael Thomas. To be honest, I think that was a stupid move by him. If you're fully healthy and you want to help your team win, luckily they did win, like barely, went into overtime and they nailed that field goal. But if you want to help your team win, uh, pr- uh, punching a teammate of yours and getting fined isn't the best thing, especially if you're, again, another player. We're, we're going into all these great wide receivers, another wide receiver that could be known as the best in the NFL, and he's getting into fights when he's not injured anymore. Just the whole, like, scene, the whole, the whole uh, way that the scene is set, it, it's just not, it's not good for Michael Thomas.
1: You know, People always see Michael Thomas as the best receiver or one of the best receivers in the NFL. I've never been a fan. Um, I'm not trying to take this moment to be like, aha, I probably made a comment where I was like, oh, yeah, uh, Michael Thomas, the best receiver in the NFL. And now I'm completely contradicting myself. But that's kind of what I do. Um, Josh knows that very well. I think he's not a multidimensional receiver. You know, everyone makes the jokes that he only runs slants, right? Um, it, it just I as much as it's like kind of a joke and not really true, it's kind of like there's something to it. He's not he's a great route runner, but Drew Brees obviously without the arm strength, he doesn't really go deep that often. Um, where someone like Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers, Tyree Hill with Patrick Mahomes, uh DeAndre Hopkins, even with Kyler Murray, was a pretty decent arm. So, like, I, I, I just don't think he's as good of a receiver as some people make him out to be. But that's besides the point. Getting into a fight with a teammate, just stupid. Um, I just coming back from injury too. I, I don't know what he was thinking. Um, but yeah, I guess he's. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Is he going to be moving away from the Saints? And that would be really interesting.
0: And then final thing that I have um, NFL news is the NFL is canceling the Pro Bowl for the first time since 1949, which is pretty big news. I think we talked about in the podcast before in like earlier episodes over the summer uh, when we were talking about, you know, the hypotheticals with the NFL season. Alex just thinks the NFL Pro Bowl is pointless. So I'll just, you know, kind of move on from there. Let's. You know, we'll go through our records here of who we had week five. We won't go game by game. Just uh, anything that stands out to you, Alex. The, our all-star, the first thing that stands out to me was the 2019 win. And, of course, Alex picked this one, correct? and uh, Thursday night football, the Bears versus the Buccaneers. Any games that stand out to you, Alex?
1: Um, Chiefs, Raiders, that definitely stood out to me. Uh, Chiefs not getting a win there. Chargers Saints that one came down to the wire went down into overtime was actually watching that game. Um, what else? What else? Sunday
0: night football. Sunday, night, Sunday football. night
1: football was crazy. Russell Wilson the the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Josh, no debate. Um, Madden
0: Madden ninety nine club. I don't know if you saw that he got moved to the Madden ninety nine.
1: I, I did hear about that. That was pretty impressive. Um, just crazy what he can do with the football. Um, just very good quarterback
0: sorry just one thing off (laughs) off topic real quick no no no, nothing to do with russell wilson with with the i heard about that uh i just like to mention when you were um when when in last episode if you haven't listened already that was episode number 50 we had a little special montage in there it was a milestone episode for us uh or i guess oh i just plugged that episode Plugging two episodes. Episode number 49 is where we made our week five game picks. If you haven't listened to that episode already, go listen to it. It's with Mike Vivolo of Elite Sports New York. Um, Alex says how he heard about that, even though Joe Flacco, when I told Alex uh, that Joe Flacco was starting and not Sam Darnold, he had a re-record that he... <laughs> Didn't pick the Jets and he picked the Cardinals instead. And when I re-listened to that episode, and I forgot to mention the 50th episode, he goes, oh yeah, I heard about that. Now that I'm thinking about it, I heard about that. When I just told him like a minute beforehand. But anyway, uh, I I think that'll do it for recapping our week five picks. You
1: didn't even say our records.
0: Oh, that won't do it for recapping our our week five picks. Alex went nine and four. Another winning week. He, he lost it a little bit in the 7-7, seven and seven, but please. Uh, and then I went 8-5. and five. This week, Alex said there's not really any toss-up games. You know, I, I got to There disagree. are some,
1: just not, not as many as maybe uh, last well,
0: week. Well, we'll go through it. So I'll start it out. No Thursday Night Football, like I mentioned earlier. So what we have here is Broncos at Patriots. Patriots haven't played. They got their game postponed to this week against the Broncos. So both teams haven't played in the week. I'm going to have the Patriots winning this one, though.
1: Yeah, I have the Patriots as well. Um, I just think their defense is good against a kind of weaker Broncos offense. It'll be interesting to see. Some people are saying Drew Locke might be able to come back. I doubt it. Um, We'll probably have to wait another week for him. Um, Obviously, we'll also have to see his status on Cam Newton, whether he has recovered from COVID, but I do not believe it has been 14 days yet. So I think he will be out again. Um, but I still see Jarrett Stidham uh, kind of coming in there in that starting role, and that he will get them a victory.
0: No more Brian Hoyer. What's what's wrong? You just don't have trust in him, Alex, like that.
1: I'm a fan of the Hoyer, okay, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't.
1: Th- I don't think he's the lead uh, quarterback of this offense. I think Bill Belichick believes in Jarrett Stidham, and he will be starting on Sunday. Next game here, we have the 4-0 Titans against the 1-4 Texans. Um, Texans have had a rocky start so far. Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry and that offense, as well as the Titans defense, have looked really good this week, um, especially beating the Bills 42-16, which was very impressive. The Bills, one of the best teams in the NFL right now. So I'm going to go for a Titans win.
0: Texans, I think, just got their first win last week uh, over the Jacksonville Jaguars. and or yeah, the Texans, uh, the Titans. Wow. They looked really good against the bills and I thought the bills were unstoppable. I think Alex, you can kind of agree with me there. Uh, I wouldn't say unstoppable, but against the Titans, I think we both thought they were going to win that one. And I just think the Titans, they're not going to be stopped by the Texans. I think that was like two weeks. A good, I think two, a good two weeks that the, that the Titans weren't really able to practice. They weren't able to, you know, uh, be with be with each other as a team because of the COVID outbreak, and they were they lost some players. They didn't have some players in that game because of COVID, and they still ended up beating the Bills by good margin. So I'm gonna have them winning this game. Uh, if we move on to the next game on our list, it's gonna be the four and one Browns versus the four and zero Steelers. Now, this I would have to say is a toss up game. I mean, I think you got to agree. I'm yeah. gonna go. Oh, this is tough. I'm gonna to go Steelers. I actually think they take the win here. Uh, I think it's gonna to be tough, but Ben Roethlisberger and that offense just looks really good. And then the Steelers defense is hard to stop. And I don't know. I feel like they're gonna be able to contain Baker Mayfield, who has broken out a little bit. I just want to bring that up again, Alex. Baker Mayfield is playing good. Oh my god, you cannot deny it. Baker Mayfield is playing well. So
1: Baker Mayfield's playing okay.
0: Okay. But I'm gonna have I'm gonna have the Steelers winning this <laughs> one.
1: I'm surprised that Josh went with the Steelers instead of the Browns. We all know he's a big Baker Mayfield fan. I'm gonna go with the Steelers as well. Big Ben in that offense. Chase Claypool with that breakout game last week and with four touchdowns, which is crazy. Um a big waiver wire pickup for everyone this week in fantasy. I'm gonna go with the Steelers and their defense, as Josh mentioned, is extremely good probably top five, top three in the NFL. Uh, Moving on to the next game, we got the Ravens and the Eagles. I don't really need to say much. Eagles not looking great. Ravens looking better. Uh, You know, they didn't look so good in the start of the season, but I think they will um, win against the Eagles after their decisive win against the Bengals.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have the Ravens winning this one as well. I think they get it done against the Eagles. I mean, I, yeah, I wouldn't say there's contest. I was I was kind of like debating, do I say, do I not? But yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. I don't think it's going to be that close. Next one here, and this could be another toss-up. We have the Falcons uh, against the Vikings in Minnesota. I'm going to have the Vikings winning this one. I think the Falcons do move to 0-6. And, and I feel like this one's going to bite me next next week when we go over these picks, and I think the Falcons are going to win. That's like my gut feeling, but I'm actually going to go with my head here, and I'm going to go Vikings.
1: I'm gonna go Vikings as well. Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, who might or might not be playing. Uh they have Alexander Madison as their backup. He looks pretty good. I love, you know, I don't know why I'm listing off players. Um, we know who's on their team, but I really like what I'm seeing from the Vikings, and I think they will be kind of bouncing back from their rough start, um, to this season.
0: Yeah, and no, just one quick thing, Alex, before you go on to the next one, is that the Falcons are with an interim head coach right now, and I think that's uh what's his name? uh I think it's Raheem Morris, yeah, I think it's Raheem Morris, yeah, uh, that's their new interim head coach, so that that could definitely be another factor um in you know in that game too. He might not really or he is not used to a head coaching position, so I think that could definitely affect this game,
1: yeah, and moving on to another uh game of two struggling teams, the Detroit Lions and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have the Lions here, I like. Um what I'm seeing from them, they have some tough uh they had some tough matchups to start this season. Uh Jaguars had a good first game but have kind of fallen off since then, so I'm gonna go with the Lions.
0: Lions I have them winning as well. The Jacksonville Jaguars have allowed thirty plus points in the last four straight games, so that's why I'm gonna have the Lions here. And I think they put up some points uh because of the stat I just mentioned. I had to throw that stat out there, Alex bangles versus your division winner the indianapolis colts i mentioned it this week i'm gonna have the <laughs> indianapolis colts winning this one joe Burles, joe Burles, joe burrow is still getting comfortable with the Bengals, but i i think that he's he's gonna be pretty comfortable in this game but i think the colts get it done they take the win in this one
1: i've been looking very dumb this season so far philip rivers has looked like probably the worst quarterback acquisition in free agency um Bengals have not looked great, but Joe Burrow definitely looks promising. I'm going to go for an upset here. I'm going to go for a Bengals win. And the next game I have here on my list is the Chicago Bears in the Carolina Panthers. Panthers looking really good um, so far with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Bears looking pretty good under Nick Foles. This is definitely a tough one. I'm going to go Bears to win this game.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. The Bears 4-1. I still can't get over that. But yeah, I I think that the Bears will take the win here uh, against the Panthers. And then moving on, the Jets at the Dolphins. I'm going to go Dolphins. I think they win here.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Dolphins too. They lost Le'Veon Bell. Probably no Sam Darnold. It's a mess down, or not down there, really. Next door in uh, the Jets, I don't know, locker room, I guess you could say. I don't see them getting a win against Miami, and I don't see them getting a win, to be honest, this whole season. Um, It's going to be tough for them.
0: Yeah, sorry. Uh, No, I was just going to say also that the Jets, they only average about 15 points per game, and that's the fewest in the NFL. And the Dolphins have been playing pretty well, so I definitely can see them outscoring the Jets, and that's why I have the Dolphins winning.
1: Yeah, um, I I agree with you there.
0: So the next game we have here is going to be the 4-0 Packers versus the 3-2 Buccaneers, the battle of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Now, what I think is that the Packers are going to win this one. That's that's what I think.
1: Tom Brady has lost it. I'm saying it now. Tom Brady has lost it. He's done. He's done for. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. But he definitely has not looked like the same quarterback we saw in New England. Um, I have the Packers winning this game. Devontae Adams should be back for this game, um, which will be a big help to Aaron Rodgers in that offense, and I don't see them getting stopped by that Buccaneers defense. Moving on to the Sunday night football, the Los Angeles Rams and the San Francisco 49ers, a divisional matchup. Um, I see the Rams winning this game. Jared Goff in that offense have been looking very good um, this season. I, I don't see them losing against the banged-up 49ers side. Uh, I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo may or may not be making his return, but we'll have to see. I know Raheem Mostert and, uh, has returned there. So, uh, you know, it, they got some players back, but I still think the Rams win that game.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have the Rams winning this one as well, Alex. I agree with you. Um, uh, you know, a lot of agreements in this one. That that might be because there's not really any toss or that much, that many toss-up games. Wow, the Rams. Here's the stat I have for them: they've allowed one passing TD or fewer in the last four or five games. Now they're now they're facing the Forty uh, ers where Jimmy Garoppolo is kind of banged up, and I don't see him starting this week. But maybe he could. Maybe he could. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I I don't see them winning this one, and I have the Rams winning. Here, almost done. We're going to move on to the two Monday Night Football games now. It's going to be the 5 p.m. Chiefs at Bills. Now, this was a tough one for me, but I think I'm still going to have the Chiefs winning, and we saw that the Bills did not not, not look good. Wow, yeah, really, really bad episode for me here with the stuttering and the wording. The Bills did not look good against the Titans, so I'm going to have them losing against the Chiefs. Go ahead, Alex.
1: Bills will be having a bounce-back game this uh this Monday, I guess. Monday at 5 o'clock, which is a really nice, odd kickoff, kickoff time. um Probably right around, I guess, oh, well, around 5 o'clock, obviously. I don't know where I was going there. I got the Bills winning. I think they're going to bounce back um after that tough loss to the Titans. I don't think the Chiefs, they just don't seem the same this year. There's not that same, you know, Tempo there in that offense. I don't know. I'm just having a feeling that the Chiefs will be losing this game and the actual Monday night football matchup. Not the one that was rescheduled is the Arizona Cardinals and the Dallas Cowboys. Arizona Cardinals hopefully win. Uh, Well, not hopefully win. I just want Kenyon Drake to score a touchdown because he's on my fantasy team and I just want to trade him away and there's no value for him right now. <laughs> I have to talk about this every single episode. But the Cardinals are going to win this game. Kenyon Drake, wow. five touchdowns. No, probably no touchdowns. But I still think they're going to win this game. Um, I like what I'm seeing down there in Arizona with uh, Hop and Kyler Murray.
0: I like what I'm seeing from Andy Dalton on the Cowboys against the Giants. He played pretty well. That's also the Giants defense, so I don't know. But Andy Dalton, if you didn't know, Alex, has lost four straight games on Monday night. But I'm going to have him breaking that, and he's going to win against the Arizona Cardinals.
1: All right, so I guess we'll have to see what the Red Rifle does on Monday Night Football. But now we're going to the game that everyone is excited for, the 1-4 Washington football team and the 0-5 New York Giants, the battle of the ages right there. Um, It's going to be an interesting one. I think the first game that is actually probably in the Giants' favor, um, it's going to be interesting. Josh, as always, has his three points. Um, We're going to see what they are. Josh, go ahead.
0: Yeah, so I know you were really hoping for those picks, but I got some stuff before we start that. First of all, we didn't even mention Lorenzo Carter, I think, in episode number 50, who got injured uh, in that game and is now out for the season, we just found out. So that is not good. He has a ruptured Achilles. He is out for the season. We're going to lose him uh, at the linebacker position. The next thing I have is Damian Ratley has been waived. He is gone from the New York Giants for now. And we have brought up from the practice squad, Austin Mack. So I definitely think, you know, that'll that'll be pretty good. Hopefully he'll get a little more catches than Damian Ratley did and run some better routes than he did because I did not like Damian Ratley on that football field for the Giants. Uh, Alex, what do you think?
1: Should have kept Corey Coleman, should have kept Corey Coleman, should have kept Corey Coleman.
0: All right. Sounds good to me. let's go on to the Giants versus Washington football team preview the first point I have is stopping the Washington football team's quarterback I don't know who that is at this current moment there is you know I guess a debate or I don't know what the football team is doing it's either going to be Alex Smith or it's going to be Kyle Allen who was the Panther starter last year due to the injured Cam Newton um and there's been like I haven't seen any reports on who's starting and it's really weird. Um Kyle Allen came in this Sunday or this past Sunday's game. He started. Dwayne Haskins wasn't even like on the field. There's a whole thing that he's on like trade block and no team even gave them offers for him. So Dwayne Haskins is definitely not starting on Sunday. I'll tell you that. Kyle Allen will most likely start, but I don't know what they're doing. I think they're also they might start Alex Smith too for like the momentum. Great story with Alex Smith, out two years with, at one point, a life-threatening injury, uh, and he came back on that field. Didn't, didn't play so well. The offensive line was horrible. I think he got sacked like four or five times, which scared me. I thought he was going to get injured again. But, yeah, I think Kyle Allen's going to start there. But since they don't really or, – or Kyle Allen was the starting quarterback. Anyway, they need to get pressure on the quarterback I think they did it pretty well uh, against Dak Prescott and Andy Dalton. I think they they applied enough pressure, you know, to kind of stop them. Didn't really work at the end of the game though, but there there was a holding towards the end. But we're not going to talk about that. So yeah, they got to stop the they got to stop the quarterback basically. Is what I'm trying to say. They got to apply pressure.
1: Yeah, it'll definitely be hard on the pass rush. Um, obviously with Lorenzo Carter out for the season, Marcus Golden's going to have to step up. Um, and we're going to have to see what he can do. Josh, what's your next point?
0: My next point is going to be once again, I feel like I mentioned it every single time. It's going to be win the turnover battle again. Now, if pressure is put on Kyle Allen or Alex Smith, he might force some balls. He might throw some interceptions, but Daniel Jones also has five interceptions on the season. He also had that fumble against the Cowboys that I don't even think was his fault, but You know, it is what it is, and we have to move on and hopefully win the turnover battle this week, as I mention it once again.
1: We won the turnover battle last week in Dallas, and we almost won the game there. So, you know, the turnover battle, as I have said many, many times, is very important for the Giants. Daniel Jones obviously keeping the ball and not turning it over especially is very important.
0: Yeah, and one quick thing before I move on to the third point is that Kendall Fuller uh, on the Washington Football Team has three interceptions, and that's tied for with like I think four players uh, for the most in the NFL. So that's kind of you know that kind of scares me a little bit, (laughs) especially with Daniel Jones how he can force some throws or overthrow or underthrow. That 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 gets me a little worried. So definitely don't be surprised if see if you see a, a pick from Kendall Fuller on Sunday. My third and final pick. It's not going to be about points. It's going to be about rushing. The Giants went dead last in the amount of rushing yards per game, with 79, the next team being the Washington football team. So look at that. They have 81 is their average. But the Giants have to do good rushing. We saw Devonta <clears throat> Friedman with the most carries that he's gotten so far as a Giant with 17 against the Cowboys. And I think... Hopefully, that's what he gets each week. I want him to average about 17 carries a game. I mean, I kind of like that. You know, he's going to be that every down back, and I don't really need... Um, actually, Wayne Gallman has been pretty good. I don't need Dion Lewis on the field. Uh, let's just say that. So if Deion Lewis is, is not on the field, then that's a good thing, I think, for the Giants, because that means Devonta Freeman and Wayne Gallman are doing well. But yeah, so my three points is going to be... Number one, the Giants need to stop the football team's quarterback, whoever that is—Kyle Allen or uh, Alex Smith. It's either you know fumble, having them fumble, or an interception, which goes on to my second point of winning the turnover battle. And then my third point is get rushing going. Let's go! Come on, let's get some rushing yards as the Giants rank dead last in rushing yards per game.
1: All right, so hopefully the Giants will take a win this weekend. Uh, We say that every week now, but hopefully it comes true and we will have a winning episode um, after the game on Sunday. Um, Now we're going to go to our interview with Ethan Cordo, and we discussed all sorts of things about the upcoming game and about the Washington football team and the Giants. Welcome back. We're joined by a very special guest. Ethan Cadeau is a writer for NBC Sports Washington. You can go follow him on Twitter at Ethan underscore Cadeau. Ethan, how's it going today?
2: Good, man. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Um, Obviously, both our teams are not doing so great this season. (laughs) Uh, It's kind of the the battle of the worst in the NFC East, if you can call the um, Giants and the Washington football team that. But really, the the whole NFC East has been pretty not so good this season.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you remember last year, the, the Week 16 matchup between the Giants and Washington was, quote-unquote, the Chase Young Bowl. The, yeah, the only yeah. reason this game is not the, the Trevor Lawrence Bowl is because it's happening in Week 6, not Week 16. So that kind of sums up where both of these two franchises are at the moment.
1: Yeah, um, I, I guess let's get into Washington first before we kind of move into the game. So Dwayne Haskins is out with an illness. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, Kyle Allen came in. Then uh, coming back in after a long, long time after his gruesome injury, Alex Smith, it was good to see him um, come back. So what do you think about the whole quarterback situation um, there in Washington?
2: I mean, it's nothing short of a mess to be completely honest. Uh, over Before the season, I think I took a over under two and a half quarterback, just like a friendly wager with a couple of my friends. And I took the under, I thought it would be Dwayne's year to develop all that. But we're five weeks into the season and we've already seen three different people throw a pass. So I think now, I think right now, as we speak, they're confident rolling with Kyle Allen to see what he can do for the rest of the year. I think Alex Smith is only going to come back in should an injury happen or should Kyle Allen really, really, really stink. So it's it's a carousel. It's been a quarterback carousel in Washington for three decades now. And every time we, we think we're at the end of it, it's just another step on the – like another turn on the carousel. So I'd say right now the Giants are getting Kyle Allen in week six. I believe they play again in Washington in two weeks after this wouldn't not be surprised if they see Alex Smith then. I don't think Dwayne Haskins will be back by then simply because going from the starter to third string, that's not going to sit well with him. The relationship between him and the coaching staff is up in the air, obviously. So I'd have a hard time seeing that. But as of now, it's the Kyle Allen show, and it's a week-to-week thing.
1: Yeah, and obviously the Giants and uh, the Washington football team both – invested pretty high picks uh, in the 2019 draft in quarterbacks. The Giants, I would say, in my opinion, have more pressure with Daniel Jones as they did pick him number six overall compared to 15. But obviously, there's always going to be that uh, comparison between Dwayne Haskins and Daniel Jones, um, because of, you know, the situation where the Giants were often saw um, thought to draft him. But I guess I'll ask you this. What are your opinions of Daniel Jones? I'm not sure how much you've watched of him, but like compared to Dwayne Haskins, do you see Mm -hmm. any differences?
2: I think the biggest difference that I've seen in Daniel Jones that I haven't seen in Dwayne Haskins is we've seen Daniel Jones put together a complete game where he shows his potential the entire time. And when I've seen that with Daniel Jones, I look back to that week 16 matchup against Washington last year. I believe he threw for five touchdowns did everything with ease. I mean, sure, that's a small sample size, but it proved like this is the type of quarterback you want when you draft him sixth overall. With Dwayne Haskins, I've seen he's had a couple good games, like, but nothing near to that type of performance that I've seen from Daniel Jones. So that is a little worrisome for Washington fans. But going back to Daniel Jones, I know there's the turnover issues. I know there's the fumbling issues. I know Playing in New York, there's a lot more pressure just to succeed right away. But I, I like the way that Joe Judge and the rest of the staff, Jason Garrett, is handling it week to week in terms of every week in the New York, In New York, you're going to be asked, is Jones the guy? Is Jones the guy? And they keep backing him. And they keep, like, he's a second-year quarterback. Like, he needs time still. And that's, he's getting that luxury so far in New York. And I think, I think Jones has the talent for it to play out in the long run. Whereas Haskins is not getting that luxury in DC and we have no idea how he's going to turn out. So in terms of like, there's already a lot of talk in New York for both organizations in New York, honestly, about Trevor Lawrence next year, I think it's way, way, way too soon to give up on Daniel Jones for that.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And you hear things about the Jets also, but I actually personally really like Sam Darnold as well. Obviously, mm-hmm. this is a Jets podcast, but I always yeah. <laughs> I always see people slandering him and talking about how he's really not um, their franchise guy. And what I see is they have worse weapons than the Giants or even mm-hmm. and it's just like, I don't get how people are writing them off so quickly, but but that's besides the point. I think Dwayne Haskins obviously had that one, breakout year at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the only sample you got, really. Um, So I feel like Dwayne Haskins was more of a risk, but I think he had a higher upside coming out of college um, than Daniel Jones. I'm not sure if that's true or not. I'm just speculating here. But
2: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, I don't know. I, I actually like Dwayne Haskins. When I watch him play, I actually see reasonable potential. He's not he doesn't have the turnover problems that Daniel Jones has, especially in terms of fumbling. So that's obviously one thing that they have in uh, difference. But obviously Daniel Jones seems to be more comfortable outside the pocket. Um, uh-huh. Dwayne Haskins, obviously not as mobile. I think that those are the key differences I see between them.
2: And if you look at Daniel Jones, he started at Duke for three years. Like you said, Dwayne Haskins only started at Ohio State for one year. So Daniel Jones came to New York with – a ton of experience already starting at the college level. And he also was coached by David Cutliffe, I'm pretty sure, in, at Duke, who was both Peyton and Eli Manning's personal quarterback coach for a long time. So I feel like Daniel Jones, he was set up better to succeed right away. Whereas when Washington took Dwayne Haskins 15th overall, they weren't, they didn't, like, then head coach Jay Gruden clearly did not want to take him because he was in... win now, I need to fight for my job. And that's why they signed Case Keenum. They thought they had enough talent on defense like they did in 2018 when Alex Smith was the quarterback to win games by running the ball and playing good defense. I know I'm getting a little off track here, but I think Daniel Jones, the way he was set up, he came in after two games in New York. They basically said rookie season, it's all you. And then this year he had the whole offseason, like, as the number one quarterback no question about it I mean so did Haskins but there's always the Kyle Allen thing looking over his shoulder so I feel like the situation that Daniel Jones is in currently he's in a better situation to succeed than Haskins was and especially now that Haskins has been benched
1: and if you look at their rookie seasons obviously with Case Keenum there in Washington as kind of Dwayne Haskins mentor there and obviously in New York you have Eli Manning and I Uh, No offense to Case Keenum, but I think there's a a little bit of a discrepancy there. Um, So that's just one thing I think of. But kind of moving on to this weekend's game, both sides have struggled. Washington got that win in week one against the Eagles. um, Mm -hmm. But ever since then, they have not looked as great. So do you see this as a winnable game for Washington?
2: I mean, it's certainly a winnable game. I mean, when two teams as bad as they both are clash against each other, it's winnable for both sides. Um, If I had to pick based right away, I would say probably the Giants are going to win. I think something that's proven true over the past, not just past couple years, but as long as I've been watching football, whenever a team needs a get right game, it's always happens against Washington. If you can go all the way back to, The 0-16 Lions The year after Matt Safford's their quarterback, who did he get his first win against? Washington. So the Giants are struggling a little bit, but they started to show a little promise offensively last week against Dallas. Washington's defense has given up 30-plus points in four straight games. I think if there's a week that Daniel Jones is going to get on track and show that full potential, I don't see why it wouldn't be this week
1: one interesting thing for the giants is obviously Saquon Barkley getting injured early in this season. Everyone saw the offense as, you know, kind of the strongest piece of the giants team, but it's turned out the defense um, Mm -hmm. actually is the strongest unit and kind of a big surprise, obviously in Washington, I think most people expected the defense to be the stronger unit. So I think it was just interesting how the giants are appearing to be a top 10 ish defense this season which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy considering the lack of experience and just lack of general quality. Of yeah. the defense. obviously with some holes in the secondary and stuff like that, but they've been doing pretty well. Um, so I think it's really the weakest, um, you know, the weak parts are kind of facing against the strong parts. If you see the Washington offense, obviously weaker uh, against the stronger Giants defense and the, you know, stronger defense of the Washington against the uh, Giants offense.
2: Yeah. I mean, like you said, I think, I think it's surprising how well the Giants defense has played. It's also still very early on. So we don't know how it'll go all the way through the end of the season. And we saw the potential of Washington's defense in week one, when they had eight sacks and Carson Wentz, and they just haven't had that same success in the last four weeks. And that's why they've had communication issues on the back end, or as Rivera said, leverage issues and such. I think, as much of like I said earlier if it's a bounce back game for the Giants offense I think this is also one where Washington's defense needs to bounce back as well I wouldn't be surprised if it's a low scoring game comes down to a couple possessions in the fourth quarter but I don't think it's going to be a pretty game at all I think we all can agree on that one
1: yeah I, I can agree with that I don't think uh you know the Giants did put up 34 points against the Cowboys, but yeah. I felt like that was kind of a fluke, um, especially the Cowboys' defense. Did not I mean, look you could good. go
2: out and throw 300 yards against the Cowboys right I mean, now. Their <laughs> defense is horrendous. So,
1: yeah. Um, you mentioned Ron Rivera coming mm-hmm. in this season, new head coach for you guys, as is Joe Judge, but obviously Joe Judge is a rookie head coach. Yeah. What have you seen from him, and what has he really brought to Washington? Do you think like he's been an improvement?
2: Definitely been an improvement. I mean, it's hard not to be an improvement over Jay Gruden and Bill Callahan, who was interim head coach last year. I think the biggest part or the biggest difference I've known with Ron Rivera is compared to all the other head coaches in the past 20 years in Washington, he's made it clear from day one, and he's been given this power to make it this clear. It's his team. He's putting his stamp on the team. He's not afraid to make big decisions. You can look at the Haskins benching, for instance, and he's going to roll with his gut. I mean, Riverboat Ron isn't just about fourth downs. He he will make big, questionable decisions, but he's not going to be looking over his shoulder and thinking twice about it. He'll go with his gut, go with that. I think he's a type of leader. He has the experience that Washington needs. I think everyone's quick to judge here, so he's had a couple issues where people think he should have called timeouts at end of games. He's had issues with clock management and the decision to bench Haskins obviously didn't sit well with a decent portion of the fan base. So I think there are already people that are questioning him. I think it's far too early to question him. He has the resume, he has the experience to warrant all of his decisions and be given time. I mean, after all, this Washington team's terrible. It's going to take a couple years for them to be back in the mix at the minimum. So I think he's the right man for the job. He's also had to balance football with everything going on in his personal life and being diagnosed with cancer. And just the simple fact that he's still coaching and fighting through it right now is nothing short of remarkable. So I think anyone that's quick to judge Rivera, I get it. You want to win now. And the week one win over Philly made gave given a lot of Washington fans false hope, but I think ultimately if he's not going to be able to turn this team around in Rivera, I don't know who's going to be able to do it.
1: So you mentioned people in the fan base are not happy about Haskins being benched. What are your opinions on it? Do you think that was the right call?
2: Um, I mean, I'm not there every day, so it's hard for me to judge what's going on behind closed doors and decisions like that. I, I see both sides of it. I see the people that are upset with Haskins because we've been told for months that 2020 is going to be the year of development, the year of seeing what we have in him, seeing if he's the quarterback we can build around not we but they and four games in I mean you didn't really see either way I mean he struggled a little bit but you can't determine if someone's going to be a franchise quarterback based on four starts let alone he only had seven starts the year prior so moving on from a first round pick after 11 starts yeah it seems pretty premature I completely understand that I also understand the fact of after four games you have the Rams then you have the Giants Cowboys Giants the Rams They obviously lost. They weren't expected to win. But this next three-game stretch, it's critical for the team. And if they want to attempt to win the division, the division is so lousy that six or seven wins could end up getting you a home playoff game, which is amazing and terrible at the same time. So I understand Rivera turning to Kyle Allen, who knows the system, who, like, the offensive coordinator Scott Turner loves, who – was in Carolina the last two years, and with no OTAs, mini camp, truncated training camp, R- Haskins didn't get all those reps that a normal quarterback one would get in the offseason to truly prepare. So I see both sides of it. Um, honestly, it might stink that I'm not going to give you a direct opinion on which side I lean with more than the other, but obviously time will only tell. I think, I think in the long term, it probably wasn't the best decision to bench Dwayne, but I mean, I'm not the coach, so who am I to say?
1: So, Kyle Allen, now the starter, looked okay last season in Carolina, not the best, um, mm-hmm. you know, when he was filling in for Cam Newton. I I just don't – personally, I don't see what he brings exactly that Dwayne Haskins doesn't bring besides some experience. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. I've never been a Kyle Allen fan. Um, just
2: putting I that you. out
1: there for – People, I don't know why, but
2: <laughs> no, I hear <laughs> yeah. you. I mean, there's there's a lot of people that have their reservations about him. I mean, there's a reason he went undrafted. There's a reason he. I mean, Kyle Allen is a crazy story. Like he was a five star quarterback coming out, true freshman started at Texas A and M, and then what happens the next year? Kyler Murray comes in. They split reps the entire time at Texas A and M. Then they both transfer. Kyle Allen goes to Houston, starts there, ends up losing his job, and comes out enters the NFL draft anyway goes undrafted I mean you know the rest now comes into for an injured Cam his rookie year starts once then last year he starts twelve times I mean he's had the whirlwind journey so I understand like when he gets the starting job he knows he knows it's not like it's how rare it is for him to get this job so I think he's gonna be totally locked in totally focused and totally trying to win I mean all quarterbacks are of course. But I think he's, he knows how rare this chance gets. So I think he's going to be really looking to prove something, especially starting this week.
1: All right. So to wrap it up here with our final question, um, I guess score predictions for the game. Um, I, I, if you want to answer that, obviously. But you can also uh, just not answer it. I don't know. You can. Yeah, I you got want.
2: you. Um, 23-20 Giants. I mean, that's kind of what Vegas is saying, right? Yeah. Three and a half point favorites. Yeah, I'll go twenty-three twenty Giants. I'll roll with that. You guys get your first win of the year.
1: We appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll give mine as well because why yeah, not? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go twenty-one fourteen Giants. I think I don't really have a reason for it. I'm just a Giants fan and I'm a little bit biased, but
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: that's the main reason. And I just think Daniel Jones is better quarterback than Kyle Allen. So
2: yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna disagree with you on <laughs> that one. So. I mean, we'll see. Like, like I said before, two bad teams playing each other. You never know how it's going to turn out.
1: All right. So that's it for uh, today's interview. So Ethan Cadeau is a writer for NBC Sports Washington. Thanks so much for coming on
2: today. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure.
0: That was our interview with Ethan Cadeau. And uh, that was only done by Alex. He did a phenomenal job there. Good job, Alex. Congratulations. I think he only wants to do the interviews by himself now. He never wants me involved, <laughs> he, he never wants me involved again. So, no. Alex, how about you start out with TheGiantTake.com?
1: TheGiantTake.com. Uh, we have blog posts on there. One recently uh, created by me about Daniel Jones. So, go check that out. Another one coming this week um, from Josh about the NFC East. So, go check that out as well. It should probably be up sometime uh by the weekend. So make sure to see um check out our Twitters and stuff like that, which Josh will mention later. Uh, you can listen to our episodes on there as well, including this one, um, which will be up on the website thegiantake.com. I'm just gonna repeat the name for anyone else who wasn't paying attention the first time. Um, from there you can subscribe, subscribe to our newsletter Um, which will give you updates on blog posts, episodes, stuff like that. But uh, it's down temporarily. We're trying to figure out. There's a small small problem with it. So it should be up and running soon, hopefully. But you will uh, get the emails as soon as it's up and running. Um, I believe... Oh, one more thing. The Patreon from our website. You can click support the podcast to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash thegianttake where you can sign up for our two dollar t- tier, which will give us fan give you, not us, give you fan requests. Um a shout out on the podcast and part of the private community.
0: Go follow Alex at Anorian23, go follow me at JoshSolo29, and go follow at the Giant Take Pod. While you're on Twitter, go follow at Talking Blues Pod, Chelsea Podcast. We talk about Chelsea in the Premier League. New episode coming out soon for that. Uh hopefully up by Friday, if not over the weekend. And then just like my blog post, which hopefully that, that'll be up by Thursday or Friday, it's going to be about the NFC East. I give a prediction uh, a record prediction by the end of the season, a little late, but I got some stats uh, you know, from the season, so I, I like that, so I kind of go into each team uh, and why I have them at that record. Uh, and then go follow at the Giant take on Instagram, go follow at the Giant take on Facebook. Go follow at nor 23 on We've mentioned it multiple times, um, th- this app. You can vote and you can put up polls if you want people to vote on. And Alex basically just does some fantasy football stuff to help himself out. And I post some giant stuff and some NFL stuff. Uh, and then go follow me on there at solo 29 because I don't make it complicated. I have the exact same one. Wherever you're listening, <laughs> please subscribe. Drop a rating interview in Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Five stars, please. I should mention that. Share this podcast with friends and family or just at least one friend and share it on your social medias. Be sure to tag us at the Giant Take so we know that you did it. We'll shout you out on the podcast. We would really appreciate it. And just keep on listening. That's what we always like to say at the end of episodes.
1: Thank you for listening to episode number 51 of the Giant Take Podcast. I've been your host, Alex, always joined by Josh, and we will see you next time.